Greetings and welcome back to another on our ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. We are now studying Masachat Sota and beginning the fourth parak at the bottom of Daf Chaf Gimel Amud Bet. And we have in front of us a relatively unique layout of the parak in which all of the Mishnayot are presented first. So we're going to be studying all of the Mishnayot and the first little piece of Gemara of Parak Ruvi'i. And our parak is devoted to those women either by class or by circumstance who do not drink uh, the water. If a woman is betrothed and not yet married, or a Shomer Yavam, which is the parallel case, has not yet had Yibum, then they do not drink, but the but they do also do not get their Ketubah. That the setup of the of the system of Sota starts with a woman straying from her husband, not from her betrothed. We will see that this is subject to Machloket in the Gemara. The famous four Isure um, Kedusha of uh, a Kohen Gadol marrying an Almana, or a Kohen, a regular Kohen of the Grusha, and Midrabanon a Chalutza, a Mamzerot, and Midrabanon and Antina marrying Israel, and vice versa. In any of those circumstances, because the the marriage itself is prohibited, we don't allow her to drink. She's divorced without a Ketubah, if there was Kinu and Stira. That's the first mission. And the second one is, Here is the uh, women who do to circumstance, uh, not because of the class of their marriage or their status of their marriage, but rather because of circumstance, do not drink, and they're divorced without a Ketubah. If a woman admits that she's guilty, our witnesses come to testify that she did commit adultery. For a woman says, I'm not going to drink, and that, of course, is before they erase the Megillah, or she says it afterwards, but she's not shaking, she's saying it very calmly. Now, if her husband says, I refuse to give her to drink, I refuse to participate in the ceremony, or if her husband had relations with her on the road, meaning on the way to Yerushalayim, then not look to ba. Then they do get the ketubah, because it's the husband's fault that they're not drinking. They can't drink because something in the system isn't working, the husband won't cooperate, or the husband has has failed the system here by having Bia with her, um, or has interrupted the system, But uh, they so they can't drink, but they can't be deprived of the ketubah as a result. Now, let's say the husband dies before they drink. They get their ketubah, they can't drink because the husband's dead. They get the ketubah. Uh, this phrasing is strange in the Gemara, which we will deal with in the next podcast. We'll deal with it and try to amend it. But this read is either they drink or they don't get a ketubah. Now, of course, they can't drink because husband's dead, which means by definition they will not get the ketubah. Now, let's say that a woman who was pregnant, her husband died or divorced her, she waited three months, let's say, but she married another fellow while she's pregnant, or she was nursing. And these are both prohibited marriages. The rabbi said you have to wait until after having given birth or wait until after you have, have weaned the child. Rameer says they cannot, we're not going to deal with this particular part or from here to the end of the parak in detail because we'll get to it in the Gemara. That's Rameer. This is not an inherently prohibited marriage. He could separate from her and then bring her back after a while 
And that same reasoning will apply here. Ailunit uz Let's say a man married an Ailunit, a woman who is physically incapable of uh, of having children, uh, or is a kenav, somebody who is postmenopausal, a woman who is not capable of giving birth. We'll see what that is. Uh, they they don't get a ktuba, and but they cannot drink. Rabbi says, this is not, again, inherently a prohibited marriage because he could marry another woman to have kids with. So we see that the problem in the marriage is the fact that he is not supposed to marry someone like that because of the mitzvah puravu. Now, any other woman either drinks, and she's told, if you don't drink, you're not going to get your ketubah. Now, Eshet Kohen shota umuterat lebaala. As a little bit of a chiddush, but an Eshet Kohen who drinks can then return and comes out clean, can come back to her husband, um, and again the Gemara will dissect that halacha. Eshet Saris Shota. If a woman is married to a man who is infertile, uh, then she can all, she also drinks. Uh, this is just a associated halacha, which is that the man can declare kinui his warning, even about any of the rayot, like, you know, I suspect that you're doing something with your brother or with your father, and um, and I don't want you to be in seclusion with him. Uh, the only exception is a katan, or somebody who's not a man. Again, we'll see what that means. The following, or the following are people that the Beitin steps in and acts on their behalf and declares kinui. If they see that this woman is behaving in a bad way and, uh, and the husband is not capable or is not aware enough to declare kinui, the Beitin will step in. Who is that? If a woman was married and her husband became a deaf mute, Onishtateri became crazy or an imbecile. If he was in prison. Not because then the husband will be able to have her drink, because he didn't declare the kinui. That's the position of Chachamim. But the only thing that can be affected by this kinui of the Beitin is that if there's witnesses of Stira, then she is uh, divorced and there's no Ketubat. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Afla Hashkota, he disagrees and says, you could give it a drink. Certainly the Cheresh and Shoteh can't, but this guy was in prison. When he gets out of prison, he finds out what's happened. He can take her to Shalim and participate in the ceremony. Okay, we're going to deal only with the first part of our Mishnah, the first Mishnah, which is Arusav Shomer Yavan. The Gemara, immediately addressing it, says, Mishnah Hudaloshatya, points out, that uh, the Mishnah says that the Enarusa Shemit Yavam can't drink. Hakuni Maknila. But that means that you could administer uh, Kinui. You know, otherwise, the Mishnah would say, Harusa Shemit Yavam ain't Maknim. The process doesn't even start until after they're married. Clearly, it's the implication is that you could administer Kinui even while she's betrothed or before Yibum. Uh, but of course, it would only take effect if she had steer afterwards. Minhani Mili. How do we know this? The Tana Rabbanan, Dabrel Bnei Yisrael Amarta. In the opening pasuk of Parshat Sota, it says Dabrel Bnei Yisrael Amarta Alehem Ish Ish. That is the Rabot Arusav Shemer Yavam Lekinoi. That's expansive in saying that anybody, even somebody who is not yet drinkable, as it were, uh, could already be subject to Kinoi. No, Manitin Mani. So who is the author of our Mishnah who says Arusav Shemer Yavam cannot drink? Rabbi Yonatan he. Titania. Let's see this Brayta. Tachatisheich, when the when the uh, Kohen administers the oath, he said, "You who violated Tachatisheich, 
meaning while married to your husband, you had relations with another. Prat la rusa. So that excludes an arusa, because she doesn't have an ish yet. I might think that I should also exclude Shemeret Yavam from the process. Talmud Lomar, Ish, Ish, Div Rabbi Yoshia. So Rabbi Yoshia says that the Parsh of Sota opens up with Ish, Ish, Kitiste Ishto. That's a ribui to say not only the husband, but even a Yavam. Rabbi Yonatan Omer, he says, Tachatisheikh, Prat Shemeret Yavam. He takes the first Pasuk, Tachatisheikh, to say, You who violated while you're married and had relations with another, that excludes Shomeret Yavam because she, that's not her ish. Maybe I should exclude Shomeret Yavam but not exclude an Arusa. At the end of the parsha, it says, this is the law of a woman who uh, is not, does not maintain her fidelity while married to her husband. Pratla Rusa. So now Rusa is also cut out. So that's Rabbi Yonatan, and that is our Mishnah that cuts out both Arusa and Shemir Yavam from actively being a Sota. Now, why do they darshan this way? Because Mar Alimale Arusa, um, Rabbi Yoshia thinks that Arusa is a stronger relationship, and, um, and therefore, uh, he cut, he uses Tachadi Sheikh to cut out. Sorry, he, uh, Rabbi Yonatan believes that, uh, Arusa is a stronger relationship, and therefore the first thing he's gonna cut out is Shomeret Yavam. Why is Arusa stronger? The Kiddusha Didei. Because it's the guy himself who made the Kiddusha, not his brother. But so clean all the Plus, if she has relations outside of the betrothal, she can, she can be killed. Omar Alimale Shomeret Yavam. And Rabbi uh, Yoshia thinks Shemeret Yavam is a stronger relationship. Because after all, there's no need for chuppah. She's quasi-married to the guy already. And therefore, Shemeret Yavam is going to be included. The first thing we'll knock out will be Arusa, and that's Rabbi Yoshia. Now, Rabbi Yonatan, hi ish ish mayavilei. Rabbi Yoshia used ish ish to include Shemeret Yavam. What's Rabbi Yonatan going to do with ish ish? Uh, he uses it to include um, the uh, the wives of men that are somewhat uh, incapacitated, that they can also be included in the parsha of Sota. Rabbi Yeshia, what does he do with Rabbi Yonatan's pasuk that he used to exclude the Arusa? And that's a drasha that we'll deal with at the end of the parak. Now, but let's step back and ask the following question. The only reason we're excluding Arusa and Shemar Yavam is because we have Psukim. We have Tachat Yishech and Tachat Isha to exclude and say you have to be fully married to the guy to be a Sota. If it weren't for those Psukim, we would think that an Arusa and Shemar Yavam do drink. When he came from the south, Rabbi Achabachanina, he brought a brighter with him that said as follows. In the oath that the Kohen ministers, he says, You who had biami bal adei sheikh, besides your husband, and the implication is, meaning the whole process can only happen when the husband's bia came first. Because you already had bia with your husband, and then you went and cheated. Not not when the first bia that you had was with the outside guy before the Baal, which means that an Arusa or Shemer Yavam shouldn't be in the Parsha at all. 
In other words, there's no way that they could even be, be considered for inclusion in the SOTA process because by definition they haven't yet had Bia with the Baal. So if they've already had Bia with the Baal, they, they, in, in, out of that, in that order, then it wouldn't, they wouldn't be included. Now, Aram Rechama, Mishkacha Lahangon Shabal, Arus that's not so difficult because you could posit a case where the the uh, betrothed, the arus, the fiance has relations with his affianced while she's still living in her father's house. It's before Nisuin. They've already had bia. He then administers the kinui, and his bia came before the bia of the paramour. That you could get. The chavataga but now parallel it with shomer yavam. You're going to suggest that maybe the Avam already had relations with the Avamah while well, so she's in her father's house, and then afterwards he's accusing her of having an affair with somebody else? Hashemet Yavam Then how can you call her Hashemet Yavam? See, an Arusa is still an Arusa even if you had Bia with her. Until the father hands her over for a chuppah and there's fullness suing, etc., she's still an Arusa, even if they already had relations, as was the Minig in Yehuda. But Hashemet Yavam, the minute he has Bia with her, she's his wife. That's, that's what Yibum is. Rav says the minute that the Yavam has Bia with the, with the Shemret Yavam, she's his wife, 100%. So there's no way to have the Baal have relations with her first and then still call her Shemret Yavam. So the answer is there is, and that's Kishmuel. Shmuel says if you only have Bia without proper Chuppah and Maimar, etc., then you're only considered married for the purposes of the things in the parsha of the Yerusha and the Bechor, etc., but not for other things. She's still not considered a full Eshadish. And therefore you could still consider her a Shomer Yavam, even though the Yavam already had Bia with her. So, if that's the case, let's try this alignment. Rav, who said that a Shomer Yavam is 100% married, uh, the minute that he has Bia with her, and therefore you could never have a Shomer Yavam that has, uh, that has, that's called a Shomer Yavam, where Sota could begin. Perhaps he holds like Rabbi Yoshia, who said that uh, a Shomer Yavam is, uh, is in the process. He's in the process because uh, she's she's in the process because um, because the um, because we have to posit a case where the Yavam already had Bia with her and therefore she's really a full wife and therefore she drinks. And uh, Shmuel, Damar Krabi Yonatan, because Shmuel will say, because Shmuel who holds that if they already had Bia, then she it could still be considered a Shomer Yavam, and therefore, like Rabbi Yonatan, that she doesn't drink, because there's a special Xeris HaKosov that she has to be fully married. So, Amal Harav, Rav would say no. My position works even for Rabbi Yonatan. Why? I mean, the fact that you need a pasuk, to knock her out, that proves that she's 100% a wife, and there's a katuv that, um, that until there's proper chup, etc., she's not included. And then Shmuel Amar, my position, which is that be alone does not make a full yibum, doesn't make her your wife, she's still called Shereit Yavam, would even work with Rabbi Yoshia, who says that she does drink. 
The fact that you need a pasuk ish ish to include the shomer yavam proves, and that's a shomer yavam who already had beer with the yavam. Otherwise, the whole thing doesn't start. Therefore, that proves that lavishtohi klal that she's not really his wife, because otherwise you wouldn't need a pasuk to include him. So, therefore, Rav and Shmuel do not necessarily align with Rabbi Yeshir and Rabbi Yonatan. So, in the next podcast, we'll pick up at this point and, and ask several questions about hatra'a for different points at which you lose a ketubah or lose part of a ketubah uh, and continue uh, from there on in analyzing our series of Mishnayot. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.